title there in TS is generic. Um, there are a whole series of works which have the same title and they are all based in using the same grid. So there's a fundamental idea about repetition, but then in opposition to that repetition, each work is varied, sometimes at random, um, according to uh, events that surround what I'm doing in the studio at that moment in time. So the fundamental opposition is between organized, measured, grid, and chance, random action. I think the essential thing about someone like Marlo Moss is that she's been lost to art history and to the canon to a certain extent. She is undervalued as an artist who um, was close to Mondrian, influenced him as much as was influenced by him, and whose position within British modernism pre-war has been undervalued and overlooked. Moss forms a pattern with other artists that I've researched and am interested in, such as Gillian Wise and Jean Spencer. And in a sense, in my own work, the idea that these particular women should be celebrated becomes an important aspect of how I state my own position with a degree of reflection and hopefully a degree of modesty. I think art history is crucial to contemporary art practice. There's a sense in which what we're doing um, now requires a knowledge of the past which has tended to be um, undervalued or overlooked. There was a point when I was at art school in the 1980s when art history departments got shrunk and replaced with art theory. Art theory, in essence, is a process of commentary and analysis, which is equally vital. But without the constant looking back into the past and asking of the question, what has been undervalued? What needs reconsideration? We're unable to orientate ourselves in the, in the present successfully. So for me, this is part of what I do as an artist in my own practice, but it is also how I address working with students from undergraduate right the way through to PhD students. My exhibition was on the third floor of um, what's a large museum um, which has been adapted. It was an um, electricity substation. It's a kind of basic modernist building. Um, in the four spaces that I used, the main largest room has six vertical pillars which tend to disrupt the way that you look at things on the wall. Um, because of the scale of my paintings not being that large, I decided to come up with a system of shelving which um, actually interlinked the first of the smaller spaces with the main space and made bridges between the pillars. These were um, presented with a sequence of rubber stamp drawings that I made using the generic grid that I use all the time. And those were laid out in a sequence using the Fibonacci numbers. The four shelves were all uh, using the colours of the archival links that the rubber stamp came from. But what they also did in terms of altering the space is make it possible to choreograph how viewers looked at the paintings on the wall as much as the drawings because they formed barriers, they formed areas that you had to walk around and there was only one gap left um, between two of the six pillars which you could go through. So in a sense, it made the whole exhibition in that area very architectural. 
um, and the architectural underpinning of what I do is actually an essential element of, of how it works. Also in the exhibition there was a wall painting 3.1 by 5 meters um, using the same grid which I've already described as integral to all of my work. Um, initially that dimension set up and um, the set of lines of 50 millimetres which the wall painting was made of were from a commission for an architectural project in London to make a gate. Um, because this commission had been going on since 2009, at various points I tried out the scale of it in the studio and it soon became clear that it would work as a wall painting on the wall. In terms of the other works in that space, um, one of my former tutors is a constructivist artist called Terry Pope and one of the things that Pope did in the 1970s was experiment with optics and how they worked. The interesting thing for me about Pope's work in this area was that it was done um, through mechanical means rather than virtual means. In essence, the pseudoscope, which is what we used in this exhibition, is a device that reverses your left and right eye. What that then does is confuse the brain as to what foreground and background really are. And what we did in the exhibition was set up this pseudoscope looking at a three-sided painting of mine which rotated at three revolutions a minute. And this created a sort of collaboration between his work and mine, but one in which the idea of a kind of optical flipping, which occurs in the paintings anyway, was emphasised through this mechanical device.